0: All right. I know what you're thinking. What cold open? What kind of kind of gimmick is Jake going to do this time? But we have Emily Johnson, founder of Minnesota Neurodivergent, on today's episode and we're going to keep it super serious, right Emily?
1: Very serious.
0: No gimmicks whatsoever. None absolutely just 100 percent business
1: absolutely none to the point exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. eggs mm-hmm. and bacon baby
0: i'm so hungry for breakfast now
1: <laughs> dude i could very much so go for some breakfast right now
0: man i had some taco bell breakfast burritos this morning oh
1: yeah you're speaking my language tbz all day
0: all right should we do this let's do it you want to say it
1: yep no gimmicks
0: She didn't say it. Cue the music.
1: I'm like, Jake, give me some cues.
0: (laughs) All right, redo it. You want to say, cue the music?
1: Cue the music.
0: Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum's Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up. I'm here with Emily Johnson, founder of Minnesota NeuroDivergent. Hello.
1: Howdy. Thank you for having me. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming on. I'm glad to finally have you on.
1: Of course.
0: All right. So moving on to the first, uh, first segment, show me your socks Ooh. or show me your wares.
1: So unfortunately, I don't have much for wares. I came for straight from work. So I had to keep those in the closet, mm-hmm. but I was able to put on some nice socks this morning. So
0: you want to describe your socks?
1: I sure will. So the socks that I'm wearing right now, everybody, are um, from the Harry Potter collection. Ooh. I have my girl Luna Lovegood. Nice. Yep. Um, so for those who don't know, she is in the Ravenclaw house like myself, and she is my spirit animal.
0: Hey, representing. I'm also Ravenclaw. Nice. I don't think I've ever um, mentioned that I'm Ravenclaw in the
1: no, I've never heard you mention that before. That's I pretty cool. Makes sense. All the coolest people are Ravenclaw.
0: Exactly. Did the test and everything on what was I think what was it called? Harry Pottermore?
1: Pottermore. Pottermore, yep. yeah. Yep.
0: And now it's a different name. I think it's like Harry Potter, like I think it's officially Harry Potter now.
1: No way, I did not hear that.
0: Yeah, I went to like retake the test and like, oh, Pottermore is now this other website, but I'm not sure what it's called.
1: Huh, lame, it there's like a Pottermore actual, to me.
0: There's an actual app too that like uh, you can take the test for like your actual wand and your... um, uh, Patronus. Patronus, yeah? yep. And yep. then your animal. I'm not a huge Harry Potter person.
1: I think that's a Patronus, I think. Yeah. No, maybe not. Your wand an and your Patronus. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I don't sense. remember yeah. what
0: my wand or... I think my patronus was a snake.
1: I promise I'm a Harry Potter guru. I'm just a little rusty.
0: <laughs> it's been
1: <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a few years.
0: I've actually uh I want to re up my like Harry Potter knowledge a little bit cuz I had a lot of requests for a Harry Potter episode.
1: Oh cool. Yeah. I I definitely tr- tune into that. I
0: have to like rewatch all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. It's been a while.
1: I mean, you you got to keep it fresh. I exactly. probably rewatch the Harry Potter movies at least every year maybe every every 2 every years year. or so yeah i've tried it's a couple a good time. Of, i
0: tried a couple of years ago i got the movie like through the third movie the first two was just for me a kind of a drag like it's very nostalgic i'm like oh i remember seeing this with my mom cuz she wanted me to get more into reading she's like hey there's a harry potter series yep. she got the books i never read the books i didn't yep. i was not a reader back then
1: You know, it hits different when you're an adult, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still magical. But as a kid, that shit was magical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was. Okay. Next segment. What are you nerding out to?
1: Ooh, so quite a few things right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll speak to the first one. So theater. So growing up. I was a huge theater buff, um, specifically musicals, so I like performing, I like being on stage, love to sing and dance, not good at uniform dance, so that's okay. held me back in some situations. What, what is uniform dance? Um, So, dancing in sync with other dancers. Oh, okay. I yeah. like moving and grooving and doing my own thing, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's held me back in the past, but... No, I um, haven't been in a musical or production in 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I saw that a good friend of mine from high school was directing a musical, and it was my favorite musical, Rent, if you've heard of it. I I
0: heard of it, never, don't know much about
1: it. Yeah, so it's great stuff. It takes place in New York in the 80s. Um, It touches on the AIDS epidemic, um, drug use, Mm -hmm. and um, gay culture as well as police brutality so it covers a wow. lot of bases and i love it so when i saw that she was directing the um musical i just knew that i had to hop on and so i auditioned for one of the lead roles my favorite role my girl marine nice. and i was cast out as her understudy Nice. Um, okay. so an understudy means that i have to learn her parts and I would kind of be second up. So if anything were to happen yeah. to the lady that was casted, and then I would fill in. And this is a lead, right? And it's a lead, yep. Nice. Um, but I was also casted as another role um, oh. who does have some solos and her own lines. Nice. I'm Alexi Darlin, so I'm a reporter from Buzzline. Nice. And I'm very, very excited to cool. play her part. It's going to be well, congratulations. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I've uh, been super nerding out about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh,
0: when, when and where? When, when is it, uh, taking place?
1: Yeah. So, um, kind of a cool story. I didn't mm-hmm. know that the red carpet put on productions oh. or hosted productions. And so it'll be at the carpet. So the red carpet downtown yeah.
0: in St. Cloud, Minnesota, in St.
1: Cloud, Minnesota. And we don't have the dates released yet for opening night, but they're thinking anytime mid to late June. Okay, awesome that? Yeah, so come find me
0: Yeah, I'll have to check it out Yeah See, I I know we were talking about this now Or we're going to talk about this later But we might as well just talk about it now um, Let's do it So I've never really been in a theater production before Okay But it's one of those things that If I had to go back in time If I had to go back in high school I would totally be in the theater Because yeah. I, like, low-key I'm like, I wish I got into more acting
1: Yeah It's a good time Every time
0: so I was definitely more of like the sports jock and I didn't want to like I was more in the sports and never really like ventured into it. But I was always sure. like curious about it. And sure. Like, I wish I would have.
1: Yeah. Get, got your feelers out there. Yeah. Exactly. It's very fun. It's um, theater's done a lot for me. It's really opened me up, I think, as a person, you know, putting mm. yourself out there and performing for a crowd. Yeah. It's not easy. Maybe it is for some people. Mm-hmm. But I, um,
0: when was the last time you performed?
1: Um, so the last time I would have performed, so the last time I'd perform in an, a production or mm. on stage in a play or a musical would have been back in maybe 2010. Oh, so about okay. 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I've been in choir. Okay. Since I was a kid, not in choir now, but I, gosh, I was in choir my freshman year of college. So that would have been 2012 to 2013. Nice. Um. So yeah, it's been a good 10, 12, 10, 11 years for me.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm so happy to be back in it. It's a good time, and yeah. the theater culture is just so great. Everyone's so accepting, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I got some cool cats. I,
0: the last production, I forget what the production was called. It was in Saint Cloud. My friend Stephen was in the production I went to, and it was a it was a great uh, grand time. It was a blast. And one of the cool things I really liked about it because once the Uh, the production was over you got to see the cast like intermingle with each other you can see that it was like this cool like brotherhood sisterhood type of thing between the cast members I'm like that was really cool to see also just cool to see my friend just like you know happily living his dream
1: yeah for sure like I said theater culture is super cool everybody is Mm -hmm. um everyone that I've encountered in theater has just been a great time nice all
0: right uh, anything else you're nerding on? on.
1: Yeah. Shows, have, games. <laughs> couple things. Yep. So games and show. Mm-hmm. So uh, The Last of Us. woo, <laughs> Baby. So I am. Um... I am
0: down to talk Last <laughs> of Us all the time.
1: <laughs> good. Yeah, good, at, good, good.
0: I got. yep. Yeah, try to review every episode as much as possible with uh, my friend and. I'm going to just call him a co-host at this point for those episodes, Michael Schumer. Okay. I'm always down to talk Last of Us.
1: Good, good. I'm in good company. Uh,
0: What are your thoughts on it?
1: So, um, yeah. I mean, I loved it. I loved Mm it. Um, I played both of the games. Both games. All right. Console. Yep. Yep. So I played both of the games. And so I went into it with high expectations. And um, I, I really can't complain. I know... In the media, I've read that people have been maybe frustrated by the fact that they didn't stick to the entirety of the plot and mm-hmm. they kind of swayed from the plot or expanded on things yeah. from the plot. And, um, you know, I disagree with that argument. I mean, I think there definitely was some expansion, yep. but I love that. I think for somebody who played the game, that was really special to me because if it was exactly like how I played, yeah, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would get to see it kind of in that live, more that... Live kind of action role, but I think it kind of kept me on my toes. So I yeah. kind of brought back some of that nostalgia of being kept on my toes mm. playing the game. That's
0: what I really about. Last of Us was one of those games where, like, I was already. So I played Uncharted, which mm. is a Naughty Dog game. So I played Same. all, I think, three games. Oh, good and for they you! Were, they were like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna make this new survival game." And at first, I'm like, "I just want more Uncharted." But then I'm like, "You know what? Nope, Naughty Dog's great." Yep. Saw the first trailer, the gameplay trailer, which is, uh I think, was the hotel scene in Pittsburgh. This is okay. the first time they show. I remember the level because I recently just played it. Nice. And I'm like, that looks cool. Yes. That looks great. The thing is, the gameplay is not even like, the great, the greatest part of the game. That's actually like one of the big neg- criticisms of the game. Okay. But the one that the story is what like just kills it's just one of the greatest stories it and, is like when yeah. you think greatest story of video games last of us is the first game that most people think of mm-hmm. and so very
1: somatic like throughout the entire game exactly. like when i was gaming i mean i was like god this could be a movie
0: <laughs> i remember playing uh getting the game for the first time and then playing it um i i told the story in the pod already but i had to close um so i was working at mcdonald's at the time i had to close and open and i got the game before my shift and i was, like that's all i was excited for and i had a buddy who was doing the same thing sorry about that that was my alarm that i turned off i'm confused
1: wow, wow. that's all right <laughs> even thought background noise it.
0: exactly good song
1: though <laughs> true
0: <laughs> um where was i oh yeah so in the story so me and my buddy we were opening the, or closing then opening and we had this idea of we're gonna stay up and play this game <laughs> and we only were able to play the first like hour or three hour section and i remember just bawling at the end of it at like 3 a.m just like this is so sad I'm feeling
1: all the feels yes, and, then immediately having,
0: and then immediately having to go to work right
1: afterwards <laughs> like did someone die what's wrong man <laughs>
0: So that's my first memory of Lost of Us. I do agree that I like that they switched it up. Because for somebody who plays mm-hmm. the, plays the games, the last couple episodes, I think they played it to a T. Because like, I remember I was playing the game, and Sapphire's never played the game before. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was watching me play the game, and then we were basically playing up to her, her episode. Okay. And so I, I would play the entire game, and then we watched the episode. And I'm like, it was... Like, match per match per match.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's a good way to do it. The ending yeah. was
0: great for that reason. But in the middle of it, I did like like with Pittsburgh and the Kansas City switch, which I think aesthetically makes sense. Yeah. Just because they're filming in Calgary. Agreed. But the with like the fact that they focus more on the characters, so they focus a little bit more on Henry Sam. They focus on Kathleen. Yeah. They focus on the hunters or the revolutionary group in that. Yep. Um, with Bill and Frank, no, try not to get it too spoilery because it's not like a spoilery episode,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> or,
0: yeah. Um, with Bill and Frank, I do like the change with that because I think the story that they because in game, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to see the connection between Ellie and Bill
1: because
0: uh-huh. they're just back and forth, and it is hilarious in the game. Oh, it is, but the yeah. whole point of that. Um, section was to kind of build the bonding between joel and ellie
1: okay yeah but that there makes wasn't sense. there
0: wasn't a whole lot of it but the, also the, the point of that section of that game was to introduce like different gameplay that was the big gameplay proponent but that doesn't translate well on tv without it just being a giant action episode right and so them yeah. changing it to this love story i agree i'm like this is a better story overall and the little bits of Joel and Ellie, like, build their relationship. Yeah,
1: so it, it, was, it was still there. It was still there. So I agree with that.
0: They made a lot of changes, but, like, thematically, it's the same story.
1: It is. Yeah, it is. They just expanded on it All right, a so bit what's, more.
0: What's your thoughts on season two and part two?
1: Yeah, so, um, well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit before I answer that. So when I was just watching, just starting out watching the episode, or the, the season, rather, I wondered if they would end on the first game. Mm -hmm. Um, and if they would make the first season the first game, the second season the second game. And so I'm happy that the, without spoiling too much, I'm happy that the season ended how it did. Yep. And so I think it really sets up that, um, next season well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had heard that there were in the media that there were maybe some, ah, Maybe some decisions that had to be make i made, or rather, people were just speculating about who was going to be playing um, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being maybe a lapse in time, yeah. And so, um, no, I'm on board for it. I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I after the last episode, I knew that I wasn't done and I needed more <laughs> and I needed to see the second game. Oh yeah, yeah, I, on screen again. So ab-
0: immediately after uh, finishing um, season one, Sapphire was just like. We gotta play part two right away. We mm-hmm. gotta play part two. For it sure. does it
1: you. It's like who needs <laughs> drugs, right? <laughs> yeah. And like
0: it's so the game is so cinematic that like she's like, I feel like I'm just watching season two. And I'm like, it does feel like that. It's like yeah. it, especially the first section of the game, it's is so cinematic. There is so many cutscenes that it, really it, it is. does feel like that way. It does, yeah. But, but now we're definitely into uh we're I don't wanna spoil where we're at. We're at Seattle Day three to no Seattle Day One, the second character,
1: okay, that they yep.
0: introduced in the game. I will say,
1: yeah, I think I know exactly where you're at.
0: So, when they made Thoughts of Us Part One or the season, season one, their whole intention was we're to make the best season one possible without knowing that there's gonna be season two, but they wanted the plan for season two, mm. so they put in the seeds for season two, okay. For like, example, episode six, of the I believe it's called Kin. Uh, there is an individual that is eyeing up Ellie.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the finale, they eye up a certain individual of the Fireflies that t- is a huge Easter egg. Yes. And also, one of the actresses that played the nurse mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. also one of the characters that voice or she voices a character, a major character in part two.
1: It was beautiful. I did not see it come in, and that was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah it's yeah so okay so i have a rating scale okay all right um so my rating scale is one it's one out of five one being trash yep two being meh three being good mm-hmm. four being great and five being elite it's like the it's the bar that everyone goes for it's the best of its genre okay and then i do a plus and a minus so if something's borderline I'm like ah if it's it's good but it's kind of it's getting to the it's close to great it'd be like a three plus or if it's like it's great but i don't know if it's great great it'd be like a four minus okay where would you rate the last of us season one
1: gosh i think i'm gonna have to give it a five you're giving it i oh, think i wow. think i do i mean throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of me watching it i just it, it was great like i didn't have any criticisms i thought that it was a great way to um Really get the game, you know, live and on screen. I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I gave it yeah. a four plus. Okay. I think um, my only criticism of it is I wanted more.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's like my
0: biggest criticism of it. And I'm like, is that a criticism at this point? Because everything they did, I think they did great. Mm-hmm. I think the pacing was just quick. Where I'm like, It I, did
1: feel quick. I'm like, it did
0: feel quick. If you could have yep. gave me just one more episode, if you could have gave me just a little bit more time, a little bit more clickers, a little yep. bit more action, I think it would have been a five for me.
1: I think that is why I initially gave it a five because I don't know it you know it 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 keeps you coming back it keeps you wanting more you're not Mm -hmm. satisfied and I liked that yeah
0: that's like it's a good sign for a show if your criticism is you didn't give me enough of it. It sure is. Yeah. I, comp- I was
1: like, Jake, come on. I was ready to square <laughs> up. I'm like, what is this criticism you have, Sorry, I compared it to, it's like
0: European uh, European desserts where they give you like a little dish and it's like very, very flavorful. Flavor, like, there's just a lot of flavor to it. Yep. You eat it and you're like, oh man, I want more of it. But I yeah. know, I don't know if I can handle more, but I want more. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's like a lot at once, super saturated, a lot at once, but yeah. you're still not satisfied. Exactly.
0: I will say the cold opens that um, Craig Mazin like added to the show I thought were like some of the best scenes. Yeah. The new information. Which yeah. Which is like great. Loved it. It's, uh, I think it's great for adaptation because adaptation, they didn't just like we're gonna take like, all the you know the cut scenes of the game we're just gonna make them live action. They're like no, we're now a little bit more, a little bit more information. So I'm like, that's wonderful. All right, enough of the Last of Us. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can talk all day, man, but I don't <laughs> think that's why I'm here. Talk about Last of Us. <laughs> if, uh, if
0: the audience wants a little bit more spoiler talk of the Last of Us, please check out my episode, uh, Last of Us Season Two Predictions. And we get uh, me and Michael Schumann get a lot more into it. I just don't. For those who haven't played it or or, or haven't played the games or haven't watched the show yet, if we're still interested. We're keeping it spoiler free for the most part cool all right so moving on we're going to segue to this you also are into foraging
1: Oh, i sure am
0: foraging mushrooms yep even after watching the last of us even
1: after watching the last of us (laughs) yep they won't scare me away
0: have you had cordyceps yet
1: i have not
0: I hear they're actually pretty good.
1: Okay, yeah, I have yet to come across it in the wild, I but would, would love to. I would, you would love to? I would run.
0: <laughs> but I see a little ant running around with a mushroom You're in like, it, I'm, I'm just, done. Yep. I'm out.
1: <laughs> it's my sign. But no, yeah, I love foraging, and I'm getting very excited as the snow's melting, and the days are looking sunnier, the skies are looking blue, yes, for those um, who are to not, get back out there.
0: For those who are not in Minnesota, there's still lots of snow on the ground, and it's almost April. It's really sad.
1: Oh, I heard a rumor.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Is it the fact there's going to be a blizzard in like tomorrow?
1: Not a blizzard, but more snow on the radar. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping it's just rain and it just washes everything away. yeah.
1: I'm crossing my fingers, my toes, anything I can.
0: If you don't like snow, if you don't like cold, don't move to Minnesota. Yeah. You'll get snow until April, sometimes May.
1: So many moments where I'm like, why do I live here? (laughs) (laughs) But our summers are great.
0: All right. uh, When do you usually start foraging?
1: yeah so um, foraging for me um, well, you can forage all year long mm-hmm. so no matter the season um, you can find stuff obviously living up in Minnesota yep. um, we have some harsh winters and so resources can definitely be scarce once the snow yeah. happens and the temperature drops but um, for what I'm looking for when I forage, um, I'm t- typically looking for mushrooms, uh, morels, chicken of the woods, hen of the woods, um, really those delicious mushrooms um, that you can find in the wild in Minnesota. But I also forage for really any wild edible. So there's other plants, not just mushrooms, fun yes. fact, that you can eat from our forests, and it's great.
0: Well, uh, What type of vegetables?
1: Yeah, so um, ramps. Okay. R1, it's um, kind of a, like a greenery, a green-type plant. Um, nice. Tastes comparable to, yeah, kind of gives off like an onion, garlic kind of mm-hmm. taste, real good. And then uh, fiddlehead ferns are another one. Hmm. Yep, so fiddlehead, fiddlehead ferns.
0: I don't think I've ever had ramp or fiddlehead ferns before.
1: Yeah, they're both great. I'd recommend it. And I mean, okay. saves you a trip to the grocery store. You just got to get outside.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, describing to me because I'm like I'm like blanking on are, is it like a seasoning or is it like uh, actual like dish that you can make for yourself
1: yeah so more like a seasoning or a dressing so with ramps you can make almost like a garlic butter okay wh- is what I would compare nice. it to
0: what would you put that on
1: you could put it on toast you could throw it on mashed potatoes um, really whatever that you would great. use garlic butter for I haven't you had dinner yet so that ramp sounds delicious butter. yeah oh it's it's a treat for sure and then the ferns, the fiddleheads, that's more, well, gosh, people just do such crazy things mm-hmm. with these. But um, I've seen them used with um, like mushrooms, kind of used as a side dish or an appetizer. Uh, you can throw them in a salad. There's opportunities are endless. Nice. Yeah.
0: See, I've never been gone foraging before. My only foraging experience is Stardew Valley.
1: <laughs> I love Stardew Valley. <laughs> My sister put me onto that a few years ago yeah. and yeah, it's let a me, good time. Let me
0: guess, you played it and then you didn't stop playing it for months.
1: Yep, that's exactly how it went down.
0: That's how it goes for me. Yeah, too. it
1: takes one to know one.
0: <laughs> and foraging's like the main thing I did early on because that's how you got money right away is foraging yeah. while you work on your crops and farms. Yep. Uh yeah. It's been a while since I played Stardew. I'm always I've played it like two or three times. And every time I do, I get stuck for months.
1: (laughs) You get sucked in. No, I feel that. I feel that. Um, It's funny. I mean, I do um, quite a bit of gaming here and there. And the games that turn me on the most are the ones that have that kind of foraging aspect Mm -hmm. to it. So I forage in real life and virtually. I just can't get enough of it.
0: (laughs) I was going to say my biggest foraging is more uh, Minecraft at this point. Yeah. I uh, got... Got onto it last summer And I'm still playing it
1: Oh, Only last summer you got onto it
0: Well here's the thing So I used to play um, creative all the time When it first came out
1: Okay not familiar with that one
0: Creative? Mm -mm. So there's creative and there's survival Mm -mm. Creative is Mm -hmm. where you're just simply building You have all the resources possible And you just build And so I just really enjoyed the building aspect of it And so I used to like make like stadiums Football stadiums out of them Or like skyscrapers And just design different things that way um, recently, though, I got into survival where it's more of the, you know, you got to survive the zombies or the creepers. Yep. And then you have to, like, find the materials. Yeah. And we created this giant world, me and uh, Sapphire did. And recently, we just turned it to creative. We didn't have it on where we, we get the accomplishments. We, sure. Every time you die, um, typically in survival, you lose all your resources or you have to go back to get your resources. Then this one... I made two worlds, one for me to do, like, regular mode, and for her, I'm like, oh, will make it a little bit easier, and then I just ended up playing that one. Nice.
1: Wasn't,
0: and it wasn't buying the fact that she would have bought in, she bought in
1: all the way. She bought in all the way. She's play. done for, guys. But, uh,
0: <laughs> we, uh, changed it up to creative, because we were making, like, we wanted to make mine, um... Basically, like, we had different areas we wanted to go, but building like giant minecarts took forever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to turn this creative and make it easier for myself. There you
1: go. Yeah, Minecraft is awesome. There's so much that you can do with it to mm. create your own world. My sister, she would create... Pokemon in the sky. Oh, um, really? And that's what she, yeah, chose to do. And it I was just amazing. Up, was yeah, just a giant Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah just a giant Bulbasaur that's... or Meo 2 or what have you. That's
0: cool. I've always, Very cool. I know people have done this before, but I've wanted to make like old Kanto and like make the world itself. But I know people have done it before and they could make it like yeah. uh, block by block. But it's really hard because the insides are like, the outside building is like only like two blocks long where the inside is like a full actual um building on the inside. Oh sure. Just because that's how like they did the gaming's back yep, then. Yeah. So it'd be a little bit difficult for that reason. Yeah. But uh speaking of Regardless, good times. Minecraft and horror gaming. Tell me the game that you're into.
1: Yeah, so right now my um dear sister who I was talking about mm-hmm. she put me on to Sons of the Forest. Um so Sons of the Forest is the second game in a sequel, um, the first game is The Forest. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago she did put me onto The Forest, so the yep. first one as well. But it is a kind of zombie survival horror game and we play it on PC. And this is my first time really playing a game on PC and seeing it through. Um, so I, um, m- most of my time gaming has been spent some behind a controller yeah for an, uh, an xbox or a playstation and so being on a pc it hits very very different and i am hooked yeah you're yeah it. i don't think i will ever go back that, that's what <laughs> to I, console gaming it's amazing
0: that's what i uh that's what i hear from those who like i have my uh, own went to PC built up i usually just hook up a controller to the pc i'm still into the controller but when uh when my PC gamer friends tell me about it, they tell me the same thing and they get so much better.
1: Yeah. Oh, it is superior all day.
0: So you do you have your own PC then?
1: So, well, I share it. I say that I share it, but really I don't. It's my fiance's, okay. but we live together. So, you know, by product, I share it. I do, would say. Do you know the specs? <laughs> I don't. I do not know <laughs> the specs. I wish I did, but nope, that's where
0: Yeah. I'm trying to get my computer up. I I need a new graphics card, but it's so they're so expensive right now. You play, like, I need like to spend like seven hundred dollars on a graphics card just to play like the uh, AAA games.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty penny for sure.
0: It is, and like a couple of games I want to play is like the new God of War when that comes out, um, Hogwarts Legacy. Nice. another one yeah. played that one yet
1: oh gosh okay so funny story about that okay. i would have loved to play it yeah so i went to gamestop uh maybe a week after hogwarts mm-hmm. legacy came out Picked up what I thought was a Hogwarts game for my PS4, um, only to get back home after sending some Snapchats to Mm -hmm. my siblings, um, expressing my excitement. And as I was about to unbox it, stick it in my console, I got a phone call from my brother. And he's like, hey, Emily, did you open your game yet? I'm like, no, I'm just about to. I'm so excited. I'm going to go in. (laughs) And he's like, don't do it. It's for the PS5. I'm
0: like, shit, What game did you buy?
1: (laughs) So I bought Hogwarts Legacy for the PS5 instead of the PS4. Oh, okay. And they don't have it out.
0: No, not yet. For the PS4. So I was. April.
1: Yeah, I was. I was pretty let down, but it all worked out because then um, I got a phone call from my sister, Mm -hmm. who didn't know about this whole, you know, hiccup. And she told me, Hey Emily, your favorite game's coming out tomorrow, Sons of the Forest. And I'm like, Fuck yeah. Nice. Let's go. All, <laughs> so it all worked out. It was it a is watch. also on
0: PC too. So if you yeah. if your fiance yep. has a PC that's good enough to play Hogwarts Legacy.
1: I could do it, Yep.
0: You you could do it. And you could, could try out the uh, keyboard and mouse method too.
1: Okay. I guess what I'm running into is that so I went back to GameStop to return the game yep. that I couldn't keep. And they wouldn't accept it. I lost my receipt, so that was uh-huh. unfortunate. They weren't able to print me a receipt. And so now I'm sitting on a game for a PS5, and I don't know anyone who has a PS5. Everyone's that I know is just sticking to the PS4s, so... Yeah, I'm like, do I buy one? Do I not? Probably not, because mm-hmm. I'm getting into PC gaming now. So that's fair. Yeah, if you know so, any, if anyone looking, if I, I got will one.
0: let them know. I feel like if you have a PS5, they're going to buy all the PS5 games. Yep. <laughs> at this point, all right. I do have a little, a uh, little bit of thing to say about horror gaming and horror movies. Yeah, let's um, hear it. So I'm not a huge horror fan when it comes to movies. I oh. will not that I don't like horror movies. Yeah, they bore me.
1: They bore you. Because okay, maybe I, you're not watching the right ones. It, yeah, <laughs> that
0: could be. I think just because I know there's like horror fans and anytime there's like this horror set up there, you get excited for it. Yep. For me, it's just the tropes are always the same. It's always sure. like there's a group of people, there's an external force. Um, this external force is taking them down one by one and... Really, the whole mystery of the horror, it's like, does this person make it or does does the protagonist make it or do they not? Everyone else is probably going to die at this point. Mm -hmm. Is the protagonist going to make it or is the external forces going to win? It's a survival movie. To me, I just see those tropes and it's, unless they do something a little bit like twisted or they add a mystery to it, uh, movies I think of as Scream, like the original one, there's like a mystery of like, who's the killer? Yeah. It has to be somebody and they have that huge twist where there's two killers um cabin the woods plays with these tropes all the time Uh uh-huh or sometimes like um what's it good like the conjuring just plays with the tropes really really well
1: yeah yeah i would agree yep they can do their own thing predictable i I see where where you're so I, i always
0: get bored and like if if there's like a movie a lot a lot of times the movies just play into the tropes and it's just boring for me yeah but here's the thing about horror gaming it's a little bit different me and Sapphire are flip on it. She loves horror movies. I'm yeah. sure you walked into an office with her having a horror movie on. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And I appreciated it because I am a horror buff myself. Nice.
0: Um, I'm curious what your favorite horror movies are then.
1: Ooh, so, oh gosh, hard question. Here,
0: let, me, let, me, let me. I'll have you think about it. And I'll finish my statement. Beautiful. Let's so do it. I'm starting to like horror games more for the fact that like it's it's the same concept it's a little bit different because Mm -hmm. there might be people around you Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's usually just one protagonist and yes there's an external force that's trying to get you and you're trying to survive or there's multiple external or external forces example like last of us is one of the games i'm playing Uh, there's zombies there's people or clickers people yeah um dead space is another one that i've played that I want to get into recently because they just released it. You have the Necro, essentially space zombies, I'll just call them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different because you are the protagonist. You are the player. You are not watching somebody going through. The, like You're not wondering, oh, how are they going to make it? You know you're going to make it as a player for yeah. the most part. But it, it's a challenge,
1: and you're choosing your own adventure, yeah. In a sense, too, you're trying Which, to get yep. over
0: the challenge of the external yep. force. It's a little bit different. So I'm like, I actually enjoy the horror games, and when I get scared, it like it's weirdly pleasurable.
1: Yeah, I feel that. I'm like ah, yep, yeah. Yep. Why, why am I enjoying this?
0: <laughs> like even Minecraft it's survival, a good release. <laughs> going into like the like the caves and like you're and then you have like spooky music, and I'm like, I have no idea when I'm walking into it, and I'm like kind of scared because, like, if I die, then I have to, like, go all the way back. But I'm also enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I just like realized, I'm like, okay, horror movies, eh, I'm kind of bored of them. Horror okay. games, it's like the same concept except I'm going through it.
1: So I got to ask, what do you think of, like, psychological thrillers? Because those are, I mean, I wouldn't say one in the same, but they are similar. I enjoy psychological yeah. thrillers. Yeah, okay, okay.
0: Like, I'm not dissing the horror genre yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I would... I could, I used to write comics and stuff And I've had some horror like comics to it Nice so, um, I, You I, like the idea of it You I just like,
1: haven't been super impressed by Generally yeah.
0: like 80% of the movies I'm, like, I'm bored by Yeah some of the know, great I feel movies, that Cabin yeah. in the Woods One of my favorite ones Yes But agreed. that's more like horror sci-fi I would tropes. say so Yeah Yeah,
1: yeah so, Cabin in the Woods Is definitely one of my favorites I would say right. Um Sinister I, I think I watched Sinister. Yep, before. I like Sinister. That's more movies psychological. Like that. Yeah, maybe a bit more psychological. That's the
0: one where he goes into like the dark dimension, and there's like the devil or like the demon in there, right? Yeah,
1: and then there's the kids okay. involved that yep. are yeah causing causing a scene. We'll nice. say <laughs> um, Blair Witch Project. That's a classic. I've always I've, loved that one. I
0: tried watching that movie, and I couldn't get into it.
1: Okay yeah um, anything in the woods i mean yeah i'm a forager <laughs> so anything in the woods.
0: um what's the movie evil Dead?
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: i've watched the remake that's it okay i'm disappointing my audience probably
1: you probably are yeah the original is great <laughs> um, check trick, it out
0: trick or cheat oh
1: trick or cheat yep yep
0: i wasn't really into the saw franchise when i first came out
1: yeah i wasn't a huge fan either
0: You weren't. Oh, you weren't a huge fan. No, no, not really. I was. Oh, you were a fan. I I was. You were the first three. I was into, and then the fourth one was just essentially torture core. Yeah. Yeah. Or torture porn. Yeah. That's. It was like. Yeah.
1: Either (laughs) way. Like,
0: oh, there's not a mystery of who this person is, or to make it out. It's just okay. I don't want to see people just get tortured. That's.
1: Yeah, I was young when I watched them, so I think um, maybe part of my. Not being super interested in them when they came out was just because I was a scared kid. (laughs) I could, but
0: I just really like the first one because I'm like, oh, that's such a twist at the end. Like I was just like in love with the twist, and then the, the second, the third one also the twist, like different twist, and so I was really into it. And then it just kind of got meh, like most horror movies franchises. Right.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Anything? Any other horror movies that you can think of that is like your favorite?
1: Before Gosh, um, The Ritual is a really good one. Okay. I would say that's, yeah, probably falls into the horror genre. I'm another one that takes place in the woods, but super good. Nice. All
0: right, moving on to the next segment before we get into this interview. i got to, like, wind this up. We are way past usually where we get this. It's time for a new Squicky. Oh, yeah. All right, time to get into some news. Shazam bombs at the box office. Did you watch Shazam? No, no one did <laughs> <laughs> I went opening night and there was two other groups, like okay. two other pairs in there. Of course, it was Minnesota, so it was a blizzard.
1: Uh-huh, of course.
0: I thought maybe that was it, but yeah, once I saw it I'm like is it because of the blizzard or is it because no one wants to see Shazam? (laughs) dwayne johnson is the blame apparently he shut down uh black adam Uh, not going to shazam 2 which i think would have made a huge box office roar
1: sure yeah that makes sense
0: um have you do you follow mcu at all marvel news
1: not so much no no love marvel just haven't really kept up with that's, it over the years. That's
0: fair. It's my job to keep up. There yeah. <laughs> a lot of news, though. So, um, Major Marvel Executive Victoria Alonso is leaving. Special effects big. Uh, I don't know who this was, but apparently somebody tried to get Kevin Feige fired. Oh. And uh, the huge... Did you watch Ant-Man and all?
1: Ant-Man? Ant-Man no. Man
0: 3. Uh, Loki Season 1? Yes. Um, the one who... Uh, wait, what's his name? The one who remains... The guy, the big villain at the end. Okay, yep. Uh, The actor, he's supposed to be, he's Kang. He's supposed to be the huge big bad for this upcoming phase four. Arrested for... um, Oh, no. What do you uh, do? Apparently, uh, assault.
1: Ooh. Yeah, Yeah. that'll get you.
0: But uh, apparently, he's cleared up now, and apparently, he has proof that he's free. I don't know. It's a saga, but MCU is looking problematic. Oof.
1: Come on, guys.
0: So, me and Ernie will talk about that. Well, I guess in a week when okay. this airs. So we'll talk about it some more. All right. A couple more news. Braz and Monkey, TikTok user, made a life-size Appa replica from Avatar The Last Airbender. You saw it. What I do you saw think? it.
1: Incredible. It looks
0: huge. I think my jaw
1: <laughs> hit the floor.
0: <laughs> I, it looks so fluffy. I'm like, I want to ride it. but I want to ride
1: just... it. Yep.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Where would you store that? Garage?
1: Maybe. Yeah, if your garage is big enough
0: it was it's huge it's like the size of two cars
1: wow i mean you so, saw it, it I,
0: like i think like it's the size of a car but like with the tail and its head it's like two cars combined
1: i mean yeah just looking at the video i would say that's probably yeah. accurate
0: are you a legend of zelda fan
1: no i can't say that i am
0: uh tears of the kingdom gameplay just dropped it looks amazing I will okay. say if you ever want to get into Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild is a great place to start. Oh,
1: I've heard great things. It's a I great mean, great game. Yeah. And this I'm game, not opposed to being a fan. I just haven't like dipped my toes yet.
0: Great place to uh, dip your toes. Um, Tears of the Kingdom actually looks really cool because there's a lot of um, foraging elements to it. Where oh, okay, I'm already can, hooked. You can gather like, items from uh, monsters that you kill or uh, from trees and you make boats out of it you can make uh you can adjust your weapons like uh there's like a monster eyeball you can collect and you collect it in the old game but in this game this game you can collect it and use it and it'll track down like things with a with an arrow so you connect it to an arrow and the eye will follow your target
1: oh no way that sounds crazy cool what console is it on nintendo switch, switch right yes. only switch okay the i fir- have a switch so we're good there
0: perfect the only downside it's 70 dollars now instead of 60. Oof. I know it's like the downside. I'm like, like you guys are smart though. This is the game that everybody wants, and you're gonna put it at the 70. It's like I'm mad at the 70 price, but I'm gonna pay it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's how they get you.
0: All right, let's get into the interview. All right, wonderful. So you are the founder, right? Not co-founder, founder founder of Minnesota Near Divergent.
1: I am. I am. Yep. Tell me about it. Yeah. So I just have to correct you. It's um, M Neurodivergent.
0: Oh, I apologize. Yep. No,
1: no worries. No worries. But I am the founder of M Neurodivergent. So I started a group back in last April. Okay. So April, 2022 for um, individuals who identify as being neurodivergent Um, so neurodivergent it's um, a huge umbrella um, but it's um, my group is kind of fulfilling the purpose i guess you could say of just bringing um, neurodivergent minnesotans together for the purpose of friendship making Mm -hmm. making quality connections networking in whatever way works for each member or each individual. And um yeah, we've been going strong for a year. We um just got approval to be an official nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um so we have hit nonprofit status as of January of this nice. year. Thank you, thank you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, uh I'm part of this group as well. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of group chats. Yes. I forget we have uh, the Sig Cloud area has its own mascot. I forget exactly what we call
1: We do and I don't want to spoil it because I mean it's supposed to be a surprise But my sister who's an artist is mm-hmm. actually going to be drawing our mascot Is she? So stay tuned for that. Awesome. It's going to be awesome. I I'm am Caught a sneak peek and I'm excited.
0: I am looking forward to it. All right. Uh, how'd you get started on this video?
1: Yeah, so Uh, I am neurodivergent myself Mm -hmm. so I am diagnosed ADHD I have a TBI or a traumatic brain injury so my shit operates a little bit differently Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, in comparison to the um, the norm or general pop and so um, growing up I always struggled um, to make and maintain friendships um, mm. I was always very friendly so at times it was easy for me to make connections with people but I always struggled with um, just maintaining that connection yeah. and so as I got older um it started to weigh on me I felt like I didn't have a lot of lasting friendships from when I was a kid and so I had a thought one night that it would be super cool to be in a room with um, people whose brains just thought maybe similar to me and um, be in a room where I didn't feel that I needed to mask or hide my symptoms in order to appeal to the general population or to a crowd. Mm -hmm. And so I had started as a thought and I um, hopped on some groups on Facebook, um, some groups that were kind of targeting um, just people in Minnesota who wanted to make friends. Um, they did not need to be neurodivergent. Um, yep. just friendships. And I hopped onto some of those groups, and I had just asked if anyone knew of any groups that were solely for um, neurodivergent Minnesotans. And um, I found that there really wasn't a lot that were geared towards making friends and hmm. establishing just networking and connections. Yeah. And so I just thought, hey, I mean, why not start it? And We'll see what happens. Brilliant. And so it started out pretty small, but um, over this last year, we've just really been able to expand.
0: Yeah. How, m- how many strong?
1: Ah uh, so gosh I wish I had an exact number but on our Facebook page we have gosh we're going on 400 members there Yeah
0: that's a crowd that's good
1: Yeah and then we're also on Meetup um there again I would say that's about 400 And then um, we do have people who follow like our, we have an Instagram set up. Um, We try to cover a lot of bases. I mean, we have a Reddit and a Discord even. Um, So (laughs) we're kind of all over the place. And um, my main kind of goal was that we're expanding access. And so in whatever way possible, I know we can't hit all of our bases, Mm. but I'm trying our best just to be on multiple platforms to really get people, get people involved.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, say, thank you.
0: Yeah, with the show, I'm also trying to like, do a very similar thing. So I, I understand the game multiple platforms, trying to get multiple bases because not everyone just does Facebook, right? They do exactly. Discord. Or they do Reddit. Yep. So I feel like it's a lot of maintenance, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, but lucky for us, we have been able to establish a board now so we do have members that serve on our board we board we have six now right. and awesome. um, so we have more people yeah. kinda, with feet on the ground helping us manage some of those things. That's so awesome here.
0: Uh, There's a couple things I want to touch upon mm-hmm. because the feeling of like friendships I'm also I mean I'm part of the group so I am yeah. also a neurodivergent yes. uh, diagnosed ADHD when I was the age of seven or eight so trying to get that I don't know if I need an adult diagnosis but would like to have one. Just, yeah uh, but the maintaining friendships part, I definitely get or not feeling like you fit in. It's mm-hmm. definitely something that mm-hmm. like hit me when I was younger. When I was in my teenagers, teenage years, I felt very like in a shell because I was trying to appeal to everybody else. Yes. And it, like I understand that like I just want to be me. I don't want to mask, which is definitely where I'm at now. Yeah. And that, one thing I notice is like the friends that I actually talk to we're all kind of like figuring out like oh wait you also have ADHD but <laughs> you have ADHD too yeah how are we just like the ones that like the friendships that I have, like maintain are the, like the ones who also have ADHD like those are the people I connect with isn't that it funny it is funny it it's
1: happens like, more often than not
0: and it's really cool And like I don't feel alone which is why I really like this nonprofit that you started this group yeah. it's like oh there's multiple of us
1: yeah you're not so isolated I think that was mm-hmm. you know important for me too um so yeah I mean started at I guess I would say with some selfishness and that I was doing it for myself so I could just get out there and just meet like-minded people But of course, um, I wanted to give give back and just really um, Expand that access like I said.
0: Well, there was a huge void and you felt there was a need Um, I mean you say selfish but feel like every action this is my opinion of course i feel like every action even if it comes off as selfless is selfish because yeah. everyone gets something out of something like exactly their actions. Yep. Yep. but your quotation mark selfish act <laughs> created a community that's now 400 going on 500 strong so that's yeah it's awesome. awesome
1: it's been great
0: okay so i had another question but i think you already answered it. your current current goals as a nonprofit, just
1: yeah, so um we actually just had a board meeting a couple of weeks ago where we've been working on drafting a mission statement. So mm-hmm. um before we had a board, I had kind of a brief and I'm, what I called mission statement yep. that I put out there, but um you know, not very organized. I wasn't really collaborating with anybody. Um but it was just kind of my thoughts on where I would like to see us go as an organization, and so we're kind of working on the development process and crafting, but I've learned that the members of the board are um, on board, no pun intended, <laughs> um, to kind of continue to carry out um, the mission that I had intended, so I'm very um, happy for that. But um, what's, from what I have taken away um, from that meeting is that um, one thing that's very important is that we are by the people for the people and so um, we do kind of place a requirement on our group in that you do need to either self-identify or have a diagnosis of some neurodivergence in okay. order to be a member um, that's super important to me um, like i touched on earlier um, with the masking, um, I want to create a space where there is no pressure to mask, we yep. can all just be free and happy and comfortable just being ourselves. And my fear is that if we inter- introduce um, allies, um, I understand and I recognize that allies are so important. Yeah. And we need um, allies. We need people out there helping us fight that good fight because um, that good fight shouldn't always be put on us, right? Exactly. Um, as a minority and so um that's one of our huge values is that we're just keeping this safe space and that we are um, encouraging members not to mask and so with that um, we want to continue to expand our access and so our goal is to get localized chapters in like major cities Mm -hmm. or near major cities in Minnesota. So right now we have a chapter in St. Cloud, we have a chapter in um, various areas in the metro, Um, up in Duluth now recently, Mankato, and I feel like there's one other that I might be missing, but maybe it'll come to me.
0: Moorhead Fargo Moorhead
1: Fargo, yep, yep, there we go. And so what our idea is, is that we will find um, somebody who is willing to host and organize meetup events okay. in each of those um, localized chapters and will continuously offer opportunities for members of the group to come together and meet. So we've done um, many different activities. We have set up movies. Um, we've done hiking events, um, we've done bowling, mini golf, um, we're kind of all over the place and we really just go where the members are expressing interest and then we encourage members to, who aren't, you know, a designated event coordinator. Um, or event organizer to throw ideas out there or to say, hey, I'm going to be at, you know, this place on this date if anyone wants to come and Mm -hmm. grab coffee with me or is anyone interested in grabbing ice cream this week? Um, So that's kind of a part of it too. and
0: really building that community of um, neurodivergence.
1: Yeah, just really building that community um, is, is really our goal. And again, just to encourage us to be our beautiful authentic selves without that pressure and need to mask and hide who we are
0: i i love it thank you i I really do because it's it's hard when you're around like uh like at the workplace or if you're like out in public and that the idea of like masking or having to hide yourself is or family functions is definitely where i think of.
1: oh gosh yeah i feel that
0: (laughs) So you kind of already answered this question, but in five years, where do you see MM neurodivergent?
1: M neurodivergent, so it's kind of a play on words. The M N, yep. you know, comes from you know us being in Minnesota, so. um, but M neurodivergent because um, it kind of plays into like that's our identity. I, we, we are mm-hmm. neurodivergent. Well, I apologize so. for the. <laughs> hey, no worries. I just had to call you out. All right,
0: should have called me out sooner because I made the mistake several times. Should have done it right away in the preview. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah. Five years, long term plan. Where do you where do you see this nonprofit going?
1: Yeah, I just see us continuing to expand and continue to fill that void um, for individuals. Um, I would love to see us just continue to grow mm-hmm. and just to can continue to see people um, giving us that positive feedback that, yeah, this is working and um, we love it. We've, we've had some great feedback so far and um, we're just going to continue to listen to the needs and the preferences of the community. And so we do a lot of polls within our group. And so I'd like to see for us just to continue to poll our members um, to oh. see kind of where the interest is and where their, preference, where their preferences are too.
0: Awesome. All right. So, how does one get involved?
1: Yeah, so to get involved, um, we are again kind of still, you know, in the development. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we we again we're just recognized as a nonprofit in January, so now we're kind of figuring out like all of the ins and outs of being a nonprofit, bylaws, and all of that. And so, with that, um, there's a lot of work that we still have to do. We don't have a website right now, but we're working on setting up a website that's going to host um, all of our events so people can see when those are. But right now, our two main social media platforms are Meetup and Facebook. So if you do a search of M NeuroDivergent, so that's M NeuroDivergent, um, capital MN, you can find us on those websites. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page as well as a meetup group that's um, localized to the St. Cloud, um, Twin Cities and all of those other areas that I mentioned.: Awesome. All right,
0: we're hitting the hour, Mark. All right, that's all my questions for Minnesota Virgin. Would uh, you want to end now, or did you want to talk a little bit more about your personal story with ADHD?
1: Uh, I could talk a little bit about my personal okay. story here. We, we can give you
0: a story. All right. Yeah. So personal story with ADHD. From what I understand, you're kind of a late diagnosis.
1: Yes. Yes. Not a late bloomer, but a late diagnosis for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my story is that, you know, with, with the neurodivergence, mm-hmm. um, typically it's something that you're born with. And so, you know, I've been neurodivergent since birth, but undiagnosed. And so since i was 14 i um, really struggled with mental health symptoms so i really had a consistent diagnosis of anxiety depression kind of throughout um, college throughout high school and then into adulthood and i saw many different professionals um who you know, gave gave me these diagnosis. You know, we trialed meds, we tried different therapies to help kind of combat the symptoms that I was feeling. And I just never felt that, um, it, you know, some things worked, you know, I was having some relief with some of those symptoms, but I still felt like something was missing. Yeah. And so, um, I just started seriously pursuing a diagnosis of, um, some kind of neurodivergence, mm-hmm. um, as a kid, and as an adult, my parents always said that they knew that I was on some spectrum somewhere, but they just didn't know what it was. Right. Um, Growing up in the 90s, things like mental health weren't as talked about. Mm-hmm. And um neurodivergence in women w- was oftentimes very either misdiagnosed or just not recognized. And so it was yeah. hard to get a diagnosis. Things are um, changing now, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And so there was... um yeah, I think a bit of pressure maybe for my parents just not to label me. They felt that I was happy and I was thriving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, little did they know I was struggling with a lot in my my little brain. Yeah. Was um, there
0: a lot of masking? I'm guessing.
1: There was a lot of masking. And now that I got my diagnosis, I've um kind of interviewed my mom a lot. I've asked her a lot of questions about just like how how I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to understand this and how it's been impacting me really my whole life, not just when it got hard for me in adulthood. Um and she said that once I got enrolled in public school, so like the second I went to my first day of kindergarten, yeah. there was just a change in my behavior. Like I I um I kind of dulled like my just personality. Mm-hmm. Um and she said it was very, very clear. And so yeah, I think there was a huge masking component. Yeah. Um, I was always super duper shy. Um, in school mm-hmm. But then you'd get me Hanging out with the neighbor kids And I'd be a completely Different person
0: Interesting Yep I, I know it's like A lot different in women And I'm not going to talk So I was diagnosed as a kid With uh, Males It's really With little boys It's really obvious Because mm-hmm. we show the Hyperactivity part Very very easily Yes Um, yep. One of my siblings I won't specify who Because I don't want to like, <laughs> Give out that information Yep one of my siblings also recently diagnosed as an adult.
1: Okay, cool.
0: And it shocked me and my other sibling mm-hmm. because we we're like, wait, what? You yeah. also have ADHD? It was one of those things that shocked me because she masks. Basically, she's just this very like conservative person. And now yeah. it it like hits, it's like you're a this entire time
1: yes it's such a phenomena i mean it's so interesting mm-hmm. and just learning to understand what it meant to mask i just look back on my life and i'm like oh god i was really masking mm-hmm. you know to fit in yeah. yeah
0: and even like my own personal story too because like i was diagnosed but uh, once like i was on meds for a few years and my parents took it off and I forgot I had ADHD for <laughs> literally 15 years. Wow. It was not until like I was like 25 26 where um I had like an ADHD episode where like um I was basically like I was like a squirrel where I couldn't stay on topic. Yeah. And it was like uh my friend who also I just learned who had ADHD, he's like are you drunk? Cuz I we were having <laughs> beers. And I had one. I'm like no, I don't know what's going on, but like I can't keep on topic. We're going to the uh we're going to eat and I'm like anytime i've seen a billboard i'm like switching the subject anything i saw and then i had a couple of months later i had it with uh, another friend and i we were trying to figure out again trying to figure out something to eat maybe there's some yeah. correlation with food or whatnot
1: interesting Yeah. and
0: i she's like all right you're gonna decide where to eat and i couldn't stay on topic she's like yeah. do you have adhd or something and i was like wait a minute i do Hd <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> and then like everything just clicked yeah where it's like uh that's right okay and then like as an adult i started becoming more myself yeah Started breaking out of like that mask and then um just started just being myself into like my late 20s where i'm like all right i'm completely me i don't want to hang out with anyone that i have the mask yeah. with
1: Good for you, I would say. I'm not completely me yet, you know, to mm-hmm. the eyes of the world, but I'm getting there. And mm-hmm. getting this diagnosis um, has just really opened up the possibility I, for that to happen. And I mm-hmm. am so excited just for I will you say know, to continue to unmask.
0: I will say when um, talking with you because, like, I know you professionally. Yeah. And then I see when I talk to you, prefer, like, usually me you talk, it's usually pretty genuine, which is something I always like appreciate about you. But when we get you out of the professional side of
1: things,
0: (laughs) you're like a whole new like person. And hundred
1: percent. I hear that all (laughs) the time. You're not the first to tell me that. Mm Yep. Yep. Wearing that mask for sure.
0: So, um, you're in your current company, pretty high position. Yep. Yep. And, um, we don't have to be in the specifics. I don't Mm -hmm. get too into specifics of like professions. Um, But I do. So I had an office job for a while, Mm -hmm. and I struggled. I couldn't do it. I could not sit behind a desk for hours on days to work on a task because just the the executive functioning skills just like if I didn't want to do it, my brain's not doing it. Yeah. For everyone who has ADHD out there, how do you do it? Because I'm like, I see you and I see you like (laughs) succeeding, killing it. I'm like, how do you do it?
1: yeah so i think um for me the ticket first was getting that diagnosis Mm -hmm. and understanding that there was a reason why i was struggling beyond me being lazy or unmotivated um so getting that diagnosis came supports and it came me doing research and understanding what supports might be beneficial to help me thrive in the workplace. Um, with my current job, it's something that I studied for because it was fascinating to me. And so I think having that fascination mm-hmm. in my job has really helped me thrive because I'm doing something that I just love to do. Um, but that's not to say that I do not struggle. Um, yeah. I struggle every day, work really wears me down. Um but one thing that was recommended to me when I was going through my Psycheville um, I'm actually also diagnosed with a executive function deficit. Um, it was so apparent in my diagnosis that they um, diagnosed me separately. Um, so with ADHD, mm-hmm. as you know, um, oftentimes executive function is yep. impacted or it is impacted. But they gave me that second diagnosis and they noticed that when I was going through the testing, I would burn out really quickly. So hmm. I would perform well when I could perform well. But then um, I would just burn out and then I would start getting very, very sloppy in my work. And so they recommended that I do um, 25 minutes of work, five minute break, 25 minutes of work, five minute break. So that's something nice. that I try to implore when I'm at work. But <laughs> what's hard for me to do is to remember to actually <laughs> do these things that are supposed to be beneficial yep. to me. Um, I have a big old bucket of fidgets on my desk that I'll fidget with yep. um, that helps me regulate myself. I use noise canceling headphones at work to kind of block out and drone out extra noise. So um, there's a lot of accommodations that I've been yeah. able to kind of put in for myself to help me be successful. But I will say that I am a firm believer that my ADHD brain has got me to where I am in life mm-hmm. um, because I've done all of this without medication. Yeah. And so I think um, if it weren't for my impulsiveness I'm very quick to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my creativity, my um, search for just like new and novel things—I wouldn't be as successful. So I like to think that my ADHD almost helps me in that sense too. Yeah,
0: it, I do like agree with that as well. Yeah. I know there's some pushback that it's like, no, it's a disability. Yeah. But I'm like, it is. But the like, there is some pros to it.
1: Yeah. Hey, I heard um, entrepreneurs, like more often than not, they have that diagnosis of ADHD where we're always chasing the dragon. (laughs) We don't settle. We're always
0: creating businesses. We're always creating businesses. Or nonprofits or podcast shows. Yeah,
1: trying out for a lead in a play, you know, never fulfilled, but always fulfilled. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, this is Emily Johnson of M. Neurodivergent.
1: You got it.
0: Got it this time. Woo. All right. It only took five tries. <laughs>
1: That's all right. Right. Fifth time is the charm. You
0: can find her and and neurodivergent there on you go. Facebook two and for two. what's the other app? At Meetup. At Meetup. Yes. All right. You can find her there. Uh, if you're near, near near oh my god, can you say it please? <laughs> I cannot. Neurodivergent. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: if you are that, please find the site Meetup with. Um, Locals around Minnesota, get to know the group and get to know Emily. And, yeah, this is um, this is your host, Jake Sherby, and don't involve me. I do not have a great outro yet. I am working on that skill. <laughs> <All right, laughs> you there. Thanks for joining us, and thanks, Emily.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, for sure.